off to a great and giggly start. Welcome to <laughs> Five Cats, Two Pussies. This is Ronnie. And this is Lindsay. And we're really happy that you're here and listening to us today on New Year's Day. Yay! Yay! We'll probably be hungover when you're listening to this, and maybe you will be too, but it is a bright and sunny morning when we're recording this, and we are full of energy and excited to talk to you about some topics today. We are going to chat a little bit about New Year's and resolutions and intention setting, and we're also going to chat about laurel leaves. Laurel leaves. Now, I read a little bit about laurel leaves because I wasn't entirely sure what they are, and... Oh, no. It's a surprise. Leave it. Oh. Leave it as a surprise. Okay. You all know what laurel leaves are. Most of you. I bet you do. You're smart yeah. listeners. Yeah, yeah. And we may or may not involve our uh, alligator clip that Engineer Dan gifted to us, which we have. Drum roll. Do, 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 do. Uh, yeah, the digital drums do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> that we have uh, lovingly named uh, as per the suggestions of our listeners. We have named her Cece, which is short for Clippy Chomp. Love it. Clippy Chomp. Clippy Chomp. First name, last name. Nickname. Nickname. Well named. All the names. <laughs> So I have a quick update. If you listened to the Christmas Day episode, I chatted a little bit about how I had planned to um, bait all of the cats to be on the bed at one time. I have three cats, Nimbus, Django, and uh, Kenway. I almost forgot the name of my third cat. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> uh, but I, I did. I did that. I, I got a container of treats and I laid in bed with the container of treats and there was no fear from any three cats to be on the bed. Uh, at the same time, Django was like, I don't think I want to do this. And then he was like, holy shit, there's a whole bunch of treats up there. So I'm going to get up there. And they were all in the bed at the same time. None of them like settled because there was treats. So it wasn't like I was cuddling with all three cats at the same time. But at the very end, Django was last to get down and he just kind of laid at the foot of the bed staring at me. I was going to ask how long he stayed on yeah, the bed. Yeah, he stayed up on the bed for a bit and just kind of laid there looking at me. I think he was doing the like... If nobody else is up here and you happen to pass out more treats, I'll be first in line. <laughs> but uh, it was nice that on our Christmas morning, everybody in the family was in bed. I love it. Yeah, it was fantastic. Nice little snug fest. Well, I'm going to uh, take a moment to light our ritual candle. Yeah. And we're still burning our pine cone. Uh, and as I do that... Um, maybe it's a great opportunity for you to give us a quick shout out, a quick like, or a quick follow. It's easy to find us on Insta or Gmail, 5C2P pod. I like the, um, candlestick you've put her on. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I'll take a photo for the Instagram. Uh, I had been burning the candles in this little Zodiac brass dish. Um, uh, I think it was some sort of candle dish or change dish. I'm not really sure, but. Um, we also have this really great pillar repurposed found on the side of the road candlestick that uh, the pine cone just fits better in. The Zodiac dish was just a little too narrow for all the little pine cone needles. Pine, what, what are the bits on a pine cone called? Um, I don't know. They're like seeds, aren't they? Pine cone seeds. The pine cone pieces. <laughs> Pinecone fingers. <laughs> well, it fits nicely on this new pillar, and uh, the house is quickly becoming full of candles. So things start have to sort of have to start going on new surfaces. Hence the pillars. It looks great. It's beautiful. Oh, thank you. I love it. Awesome. Well, um, I'm going to 
jump right into things here. Yeah, let's do it. Sweet. I'm going to refresh my beverage and we'll be back in a moment just to uh, chat with you a little bit about your New Year's Day and our New Year's Day, your year, the upcoming year, what's this special hungover morning all about. Back in a second, witches. So maybe this is an unpopular opinion, but I've never really liked New Year's. It's not really... A holiday that resonated with me. We always went and like watched the fireworks and we would, you know, set resolutions and they would always be dumb things like I'm going to lose 10 pounds. And, you know, if you're trying to do that this year and that's your resolution, it's not dumb for you. That's great. Get it. But it was always dumb for me because I truly had no intention of doing any of those things. So I'm kind of curious, you know, now as an adult, uh, you know, what are what are your New Year's thoughts and feelings, Lindsay? I used to really like New Year's. I always oh, really? really liked the spirit of celebrating it. And can, then can I ask why? <laughs> it was just another fun night for oh, me. Okay. Um, cool. I used to really like the party, and now I'm just super lazy and don't want to be around people, so I don't anymore. Brian kind of killed it out of me. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it's because his birthday is January 1st. Oh, is it really? Yeah. So his whole thing is that he doesn't like celebrating New Year's Eve. Right. Because people are celebrating the new year and not his birthday. Oh, poor buddy. <laughs> Happy birthday, Brian. Happy birthday, Brian. Shout out to Brian who wrote our super dope theme song for us. <laughs> Uh, we love you and happy birthday. Um, yeah, I, I totally feel that I always, uh, I very rarely worked New Year's Eve night, but when I did work in the food industry, I always worked New Year's Day brunch, which oh. meant I was up and in the kitchen at 6am. So there was no party for me and I just, I just didn't care. I, I don't know. It was never a big deal. Uh, but now as an adult, I kind of feel a little different about it. I still don't go out and party, but it feels... Um, it feels slightly more heavy and more meaningful. Maybe I'm more aware of my own like time on this planet kind of thing, or uh, you know, there's sort of a freshness to a new year, uh, and especially being right in the middle of the winter. And everyone, if you want to go back a couple episodes, can listen to my thoughts on the sort of self-reflective nature of winter and solitude. Uh, but yeah, it's I think it's a nice time to sort of reflect and look forward. Absolutely. Um, I usually. excuse me I usually I like to think back on the past year um and I like to compare the previous year to years prior to that and kind of see how I've grown as a person I love that um try to think of what I can do to grow in the coming year but as far as resolutions go I don't I don't even mess with them (laughs) so no no new year's resolutions do you like do you set intentions? Not typically, no. I do. I mean, in a way. I should say, in a way, I do. Because upon reflecting upon the past year, um, I do like to think of how I want to better myself as a human being over the next year. Nice. Um, so I, I suppose you could call that an intent, but I don't outwardly say, I'm going to do this no matter what. Right. Um, I just try to organically grow. Yeah, I think that's really important. I love that. Uh, 
I think setting hard and fast limits for yourself, or at least for me, setting hard and fast limits of these are things I can and can't do never works because it leaves no room for self-acceptance of making mistakes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that setting overall goals to be a better person, whatever that means for you um, or for me or for listeners, I think that's a really nice way to look at it. And that's a great goal because that's something we can all achieve that isn't, it isn't world imposed. It's, you know, something that's important to you that would make you feel uh, better or make you better towards others as opposed to, you know, the idea of like in 2020, I'm going to make more money or in 2020, you know, I'm going to like, I'm going to run every day. It's like, well, how about in 2020? I like, I ask for the things that I deserve at work is a better for me is a better intention, better resolution than these sort of like hard and fast limits. Yeah. I 100% agree with that. Um, also in the spirit of, you know, talking about work, I've, I've decided that I am going to slowly become nicer to people who come into my work. Oh, that's nice. (laughs) Because a lot of them really piss me off. Like some people really suck and I'm trying to not let them get to me. Oh, that's nice. So having more patience kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. That's a good goal. Um, I've felt a little adrift in my goal setting for this year. So I, uh, like I said, I'm not really a New Year's resolutions person because I've never kept them. Last year uh, was the first year that I felt truly successful in 2019 with my resolutions. And I think it's because I made vague and broad ones that were about intentions and not goal setting. There was no end point where I would be like, yay, I've done it. I am successful in my goal. It was more just, these are things that I want to spend more energy on or spend less energy on. Mm -hmm. So 20 for me, 2018 was a very, um, stressful, uh, sort of, it was a stressful year and it was a bit of a like drama filled year. And a lot of that was in my creative endeavors. So it had taken a lot of the joy out of creating for me. So This time last year, I remember having this sort of thought of, you know, I'm going to really take 2019 to reconnect with things that make me happy, spend more time on my relationships, spend more time on uh, relationships that matter, where it's also reciprocated, uh, as well as um, setting sort of a new intention of uh, being more purposeful with the things that I create and trying to set aside time um, for creative endeavors that were meaningful and that brought me joy that weren't always about, you know, somebody else. And I think that, you know, it's sort of that along with it being the first time that I was really connected with witchcraft and saying, you know, I'm a green witch and these are things that are important to me. And this is something I want to try and practice in the next year and learn more about. And now at the end of the year, I feel, you know, in jumping today and uh, in podcast terms <laughs> into uh, 2020, I feel like I achieved those things. And now I'm a little bit lost as to like, what next, <laughs> because I've never done that before. I've never set like a, a truly meaningful goal like that, achieved it. And, and so now I'm kind of thinking like, well, what is it that I want to accomplish this year? And I'm not sure. 
Sure. And I think that that's 100% okay. I don't think that you need to have a plan for every single year. I think that you had an idea last year and you knew that you wanted to do this and you did. You know, not necessarily the podcast, but you did want to become more creative and start doing more things with your creativity and and start delving and learning more about witchcraft. And you did that. But I don't think that that means that this year you necessarily need to have such a specific goal. You know, maybe you start working more with spellcraft this year now that you're more comfortable identifying as a green witch. Sure. Yeah. I think that that's a great one. And that is, for me, uh, 2019 was also the year that I um, got more into uh, fortune reading and oracle readings and, um, and finding the tools of the trades that I use. And realizing that it wasn't a party trick that this can have a really profound impact with the people that I am reading for and it has a really profound impact for me so I think that that you know for me looking forward at things that I've established this year um, in reflection are things that I want to build upon I think I set a really nice foundation in 2019 and going forward in 2020 that's you know for me it's about building on those like you said learning more about spellcraft and um, learning more about fortune telling, being more comfortable with my tarot's, and finding new tools like that, uh, and and being a little bit more um, rooted in those things and drawing you know more strength from them, uh, I think will be really positive for for myself and the people I interact with and and hopefully the podcast as well. I think it's really important that you noted that in your tarot readings for people, um, it really does have a profound effect on them. I witnessed it firsthand um, in talking to people before you did their tarot readings. And and m- for the most part, people were like, oh, this is so fun. Oh, you know, I'm going to go in there and we're going to do this. And they would come out changed, shook, sure. you know, like, and... And some of them were just like, I don't even know what to say. Yeah, I think um, so. What we're chatting about here is uh, Lindsay and I did a little maker's market at my day job uh, workplace. And not that I have a night job, but uh, and it was uh, it was really fun. We sold some. Uh, smudge sticks and 5C2P buttons and stickers, but we were also doing tarot's and fortunes for mostly my coworkers. And yeah, that's the second time I've read for specifically coworkers. Mm-hmm. And it's it's always every reading that I do, whether it's somebody I know or a complete stranger, is totally different and meaningful in its own way. I have yet to truly do a reading where I don't think either party got anything out of it. Um, you know, I've I've read for people that believe. I've read for people it's their first time. Uh, and I've read for people that are too drunk to understand what's going on. <laughs> but, you know, it's always um, it's always meaningful in its own way. And I think I always, there's always some connection there. Uh, so I think that continuing to work on that and, and build that skill set uh, and be more in touch with that. And learning what the next step is there will be really fun for me. And I, and I look forward to talking more about that on the podcast and talking a little bit about my um, crystal readings and tarots and, uh, you know, what does it mean to like be a fortune teller and the traditions of it and those sort of things. So, yeah. 
So maybe this year is your year to grow those practices. I think so. I hope so. Uh, I, I hope to see some of you listeners out in the wild and I want to start carrying my tarot decks with me on a more regular basis. So if you see me out and around, um, feel free to tap me on the shoulder and say, Hey, uh, do you have a moment? Is now a good time for a reading? Always ask if it's a good time. If somebody does a talent like that, because maybe it's not, you need to be in the right headspace, but at least, you know, say hi. I think we've also got some other sort of cool things lined up for 2020 in general. Uh, I'm really excited. I, I want to take a moment, you know, to sort of acknowledge 2019 for us. This is our uh, ninth episode. And we started this thinking maybe nobody will listen to us and maybe everyone will listen to us. And it doesn't matter because it's going to be super fun. And it has been. I'm so glad that you are all listening to us. Uh, but it has been amazingly fun over the last, uh, we've been recording for almost three months now, but uh, you've been listening for now too. And so thrilled, appreciative, uh, surprised. <laughs> it, uh, it's It's been really awesome. Yeah, I don't think that I've laughed more <laughs> in the past few years than I have over these past few months doing these recordings. Yeah, I think that's, you know, that's true. Uh, I think that we, we do a lot of giggling. We do a little bit of research. We do a lot of chatting. I think we're learning things about each other, about ourselves. Uh, and it's been really fun to share that with you. And, and looking forward at 2020, we have already a whole bunch of ideas. Uh, we, we definitely want to be talking uh, with all of you, like I said, about, about tarot and fortune telling. We want to chat and do episodes on lunar planting and the farmer's almanac and... Um, ghost stories and graveyards. Yes. And my favorite. And if you haven't noticed, uh, the tag of the podcast is witchcraft, cats and empowerment. And we're going to start doing more episodes uh, that are focused around empowerment and whether that's you know issues that are close to our hearts or things that empower us or things that piss us off. Uh, we're going to start you know doing uh, those types of episodes with you. So that's going to be exciting. We're calling them Femisodes. And if we have one that's really angry, we might come up with a new name for it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we, we are definitely stoked to do those. I think in terms of, you know, intention setting, um, you know, I've got a little, a little exercise when we jump into our uh, segment on laurel leaves. For oh. Us. That'll be a nice little intention setting. Now, I think before we jump into that, I've been using the word intention a lot around resolutions, and I want to chat a little bit, I guess, about the difference between a resolution and an intention. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so for me, uh, I think this is where I fail in the goals, is a resolution to me uh, has an end. It's got an end goal. It's you are resolved mm -hmm. in this thing, and it's a thing you're going to do. And if you don't, you failed. Right. And to me, that's such a hard line like that's it's so limiting to me uh it's you know here's the the straight and narrow line that you must follow and for me intention setting is more about a like a goal of betterment that i am trying to achieve and it is more open and it is an intent not a like there's something i don't know I feel like I'm, I'm muddled here a little bit, but there's, there's something different to me between being resolved and having an intent. Right. Like 
you might intend to clean your apartment, but <laughs> you also might not do it, and that's okay. Right, yeah. I think you know, it's, you know, it it is that. It's the, it leaves room for acceptance of, you know, I didn't achieve that today, or it's usually a little bit more looser for me too, where it's, uh, I've set, you know, I've set an intention for um, the next lunar cycle to be more conscious of the food that I put in my body. Now that doesn't mean I've made a resolution to count calories or right. I've made a resolution to stop eating carbs or I've made a resolution to eat less calories. It's an intention. I can make a resolution to be more conscious of what I'm putting in my body, but I think when it's a little bit more free flowing and I'm doing like this weird wiggly dance, as I say this, um, it, I don't know, just intention just sounds, it sounds more accepting, more self-accepting. I agree. And I like that you point out that the resolutions, if you, if you don't happen to resolve something, you, a lot of the times you can end up feeling like a failure and, yeah. and that's not great for anybody. No, it's not. It sucks. It straight up sucks. And and intention is about trying every day to to be a little bit better at something or be a little bit more conscious of something uh, or create more space for something or less space for things. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, resolution is just a, such a hard pass fail and nobody needs that negative energy in their life because that's all it's going to bring, yeah. in my opinion, is uh, this harsh, like you can be resolved around something, but creating these like hard pass fails for yourself. We're all struggling every day in our hustle. We don't need to create these hard boundaries for ourselves. Yeah. I mean, the world is always going to tell us that we failed at something. We don't need to do that to ourselves. I completely agree. So, yeah. So I, I challenge you listeners uh, to think about, you know, jumping into 2020. What are your intentions? Maybe it's for the day. Maybe it's for the week. Maybe it's for the year. Uh, but I would love to hear what some of your goals are, what some of your intentions are. It'd be awesome. I intend to not have any sharts this year. Ooh. <laughs> 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 I'm going to put that in the bucket for future episodes of uh, why are bodies so gross? And why do we not talk about the fact our bodies are gross? We all hide this like weird, this weird, I don't know, energy of especially female bodies not being like a certain way. I don't know. Yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there, witches. I'm going to apologize ahead of time for this next segment. You may hear the rumbling and raucous heater come on in the background through our microphones, but it's with good reason. We apologize to engineer Dan. Uh, I'm sure he groans inwardly every time it happens, but we're going to be talking about laurel. Laurel. Yeah, laurel leaves. Now, Lindsay alluded to this earlier. You know them. You probably don't know what the fuck they're for. <laughs> but you've probably got some lurking in the back corner of your uh, cupboard or closet, uh, wherever you keep your spices. Lindsay. Yeah. Some recipes call for them. They are also known as bay leaves. Bay leaves. Are you surprised? I was surprised. I was surprised too, dude. I was like, what the hell is laurel when we were talking about what we were going to talk about for the herb this episode? And I, I did a quick Google search and the first thing that came up was also known as bay leaves. Yeah. I was like, oh, I have those. <laughs> so laurel or uh, this one I could say, I'm so excited. Loris nobilis. Ooh. 
I know. It sounds so fancy. It does. <laughs> for, for it's such a like regal history and use of this like dank, dusty, gray, like crackly leaf that lives in my <laughs> cupboard. <laughs> but um, there's different types of laurel leaves. Um, the most common one and the one that you can ingest is known as sweet bay or sweet laurel. And there are other types um, that are not sold, obviously, in grocery stores because they are toxic. Uh, but uh, so if you're foraging in the wild and you see bay leaves, you should make sure that you are with an expert or are an expert before you go ingesting those things, like most things you're foraging. But they do grow here in New England. Um, and they actually grew at my aunt's house when I was growing up as a kid. I used to pick them and make tea with them. When I was playing house. Oh, what are the benefits of teas? So on the medicinal side, uh, Laurel has a couple of different um, things. So on the tea side specifically, uh, I guess I couldn't say for sure, but uh, in general, uh, Laurel is used as uh, an aid for digestion. Oh. Um, it's a diuretic. If you ingest it in like, concentrated doses it can be used to stimulate vomiting oh it is an aid in respiratory conditions my favorite and i've actually um seen this made and used actually is um it's a hair care remedy for dandruff oh that's super cool yeah and i had forgotten this this is something that i when i read this i was like oh that's right that one time at a farmer's market kind of thing i bought a hair tonic that was made with bay leaves uh, but I didn't know that bay at the time that bay and laurel were the same thing so anyway um, you can steep bay leaves and um, then rub that liquid on your scalp after shampooing to aid with itchy scalp and dandruff especially in the dry winter months so I am a sufferer of dry itchy scalp in the winter me too so I am going to definitely be making some of this for myself and and those sort of remedies are great. You can just put them in a little like plastic squeeze bottle in your bathroom and, you know, make enough for one or two washes. I wouldn't make, you know, gallons of it and, and store it because it will <laughs> eventually go bad. But yeah, it's a very quick and easy way to help fight that winter itch. Now, what does it taste like in tea? Um, it is uh, mildly minty. I think a lot of herbs are going to fall into this category of mildly minty. Um, a little minty uh, is bitter. Okay. So uh, that's actually one of the reasons that it is used in cooking. So uh, it is one of those things that is add a bay leaf to a pretty much any soup or stew. Right, right. I usually use them in, I use a couple in um, a, uh, what kind of soup is it? It's a broccoli cheddar soup. So Ooh, that yum. makes sense because it's a like very heavy, dense soup. Right. Um, and, and it helps cut that that denseness. Right. Um, it helps add just like a measure of bitterness and um, some people call it piney. Mm-hmm. And that flavor additive, you might not notice it as a distinct flavor, but adding into a heavy, fatty, super stew helps to cut the richness. And it just helps to balance everything out. So when you see that in a recipe, uh, a lot of people, I think, we actually had this discussion in my workplace recently, in that, you know, what is the purpose of this? Does it matter? It doesn't add any flavor. You smell this dried leaf. It's not like rosemary. Like rosemary has a scent. Bay leaves don't really have a smell. If you lick it, it doesn't really have a taste. <laughs> and uh, But once you steep it in hot liquid, 
Um, it does sort of release this sort of like balancing peppery minty bitterness. Interesting. And you know, that's really important actually to also help with digestive aid in breaking down fats. Oh yeah. And definitely with something like a broccoli cheddar soup. Oh yeah. That's all fat. You totally use help digesting that. It's all fat with a hint of broccoli to make you think it's healthy. (laughs) (laughs) So if you've been following along with us uh, on our podcast episodes, you know, when we do a herb, the biggest question we want to know is, can you smoke it? You can. Ah! But we're not gonna. <laughs> so, uh, so you can smoke um, bay leaves. It is, it is an experience, is what I'll say. I've never smoked one myself, but I did a fair amount of research on this one because I was really torn fifty fifty on whether I wanted to or not. Um, the reason being is the smoke from a bay leaf is mildly hallucinogenic, so. If you are burning bay leaves, and I'm going to talk about the magical properties of bay leaves in a second or laurel leaves, and uh, it's recommended that you do so in a well-ventilated room. Hence, the door open in our recording living room studio and the heater possibly cutting in and out on us. But uh, it is it is a mild hallucinogenic. You can experience things like um, shifting, moving images, blurred vision, um, dizziness, like a lot of things like that. And I just, it, it, this is a double episode recording day for us. To be quite honest, I didn't want to be stoned for the next episode. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I have to work later, so I'm not psyched about having to. Yeah. So in the future, stoned working. In the future, we may come back and revisit uh, laurel leaves, especially because they are something that a lot of people have used without truly knowing a lot about them. Uh, And as we dive further into spellcraft and that sort of thing, but we may smoke it in the future. Today, uh, in talking a little bit about its magical properties, we're going to burn some, Cool. just not roll and inhale it. Cool. Uh, So I'm going to uh, sort of set that up for a second. Yeah, so we have a um, a little dish of some dried bay leaves that Ronnie is going to write on. Yeah, so this is a, a sort of, I think it's an older tradition. I'm not honestly sure where it came from. If you know, drop us a line. But um, it is a wish spell. So uh, laurel leaves on the magical side of things. And this time, I'm very proud of myself, this is five-minute research project came from a book (laughs) (laughs) and not from the internet. (laughs) Not that there's anything wrong with a lot of the things that I read and find on the internet, but um, I have a lovely little book about green witchcraft called The Green Witch by um, Erin Murphy Hiscock. And one of the things that she talks about in this book is um, bay leaves and laurel or bay um, is used for protection purification, endurance, fidelity, wisdom, strength, uh, divination, and psychic powers. Cool. So the history of this is, um, I think we're all sort of familiar with that image of like a Roman with a crown of like leaves around their head. So those are laurel leaves. Right, right. And it was used as a sign of uh, martial victory. So like they had won some sort of manly competition i don't know (laughs) or some sort of battle or something like that and that's where the part about like strength and victory and wisdom comes into play Uh, i'm not sure where the other side of it probably the hallucinogenic effects um, is where the 
side for wish spells and divination and psychic powers. Yeah, that makes sense. Totally makes sense. It's often used in something called a dream pillow or a psychic pillow and can be used to like promote um, prophecy. Okay. So what we're going to do is this being our New Year's Day episode and talking about intentions earlier, I thought it'd be nice um, to write down an intention or a wish for the coming year. And then you write that on your laurel leaf. Um, You use dried laurel leaves for this. These are, I would say these are semi-dried. I had fresh laurel leaves. These ones have been drying and they're not fully crackly dry. So we'll see how they burn. But you write your intention on there and then you burn it. And we have our ritual candle mostly going. (laughs) It's kind of a weak flame right now, but (laughs) we have lighters if not. We'll light it and burn it. And the smoke is used to sort of bring that forth. And then later in the day, I'll take the ash outside and you're supposed to sprinkle the, the ash from your wishes to the winds and scatter that wish to any entity being energy out there that wants to pick it up and carry it on. Awesome. You release it out into the wild. So I'm going to write mine down. I have a marker for you too, Lindsay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Should I? I'm going to do it. (laughs) I'm going to write a wish for mine. Awesome. So I've also written a wish that is an intention that I will try and work towards. Now, I grew up with the uh, belief of if you speak a wish out loud, it won't come true. Yeah, I've I've always kind of like had that superstition too. Okay, so we're not gonna we're we're not gonna share our wishes. I'm okay with sharing my wish. Ooh. I don't think it's gonna come true. But okay, I'm wishing. Oh no! <laughs> Shame! <laughs> Shame! No! no, no. <laughs> the, the beast that shall not be named on our show. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> Maybe I'll get you a Maine Coon. And- <laughs> Those too. Those are cool. Uh, all right. In the spirit of sharing our wishes, I have wished for. That's a great way. Yeah, I would like to. That one could definitely. I, w- I would like to over the next year. Yeah. So that's my yeah. wish. If you uh, want to help us reach that wish, share the podcast with a friend. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We're gonna burn our laurel leaves and see how smoky it gets, or if they burn at all. Oh, that, that looks like it's burning. Oh, <laughs> maybe not. There she goes. Are we? Are we supposed to <laughs> hold them while they're burning? I don't really think you're supposed to hold it while you're burning it. I think, although we do have CC that we could use, um, I think you're supposed to. Uh, you're supposed to like put it in a little like. Uh, charcoal in the bottom of your cauldron, but I couldn't find my charcoals this morning. So we're lighting them off the ritual candle and then putting them into the cauldron. And it smells good. It smells, honestly, it smells like mugwort to me. Yeah, it does smell like mugwort. So many things smell like mugwort. A lot of herbs smell the same and taste the same is what we're discovering going through this. And I can't wait until we get to something like lavender that tastes and smells nothing like anything else. But a lot of our... um, Yeah, a lot of the herbs that we've tried so far definitely have that same sort of like earthy, grassy, mildly piney, dried green. I'm just going to call it the dried green smell. Yeah, that's that's I think that's the perfect description for it. It smells nice, and and I I don't know I I would not want to burn two or three of these with the door closed. 
you mentioned Cece. Did we tell our listeners we about did. Cece? We did. Oh my it's god, early. I totally don't remember. <laughs> but for those of you maybe t- ch- uh, chiming, tuning, whatever, checking in with us now, uh, you <laughs> maybe you've just walked into an episode. I don't know. Cece, uh, just to recap, is our alligator clip, our, our roach clip that we have named uh, Clippy Chomp. Clippy Chomp. Clippy Chomp. So these sort of burned. So I don't know. Maybe my wish won't come true. But uh, the smell was really nice for that brief moment that the, like they were burning. We can light those little babies again. And I can definitely see where that hallucinogenic property comes in. Because I definitely had, like, I, d- I inhaled a mouthful and definitely had a moment of, like, oh, if if this were one of the next five mouthfuls of air that I had... I would get high off of this. Like it, <laughs> not in the same sort of like high you might think of with something like marijuana, but more of that mugwort. Like I feel stoned, but also lucid. Yeah, like yeah. I don't feel right. I feel weird. But yeah, I'm also okay. Yep. So I think that'll be a fun experiment for a future episode where we will um, grind and smoke. A little bit of laurel leaf, maybe in with some mullein or something like that um, to sort of blend its effects. But yeah, laurel leaves worn by Romans for martial victory, smoked by uh, oracles of Delphi for hallucinogenic properties and used in witchcraft for purification, protection, prophecy. And they're in everyone's cupboard. You can totally find them and use them. Totally. Don't forget to put them in your soup and stew. Yeah. You've stuck with us all through this episode on New Year's Day. Those of you listening on New Year's Day, I applaud you. I hope that this is a great time for you to set your intentions and think about what the day, week, year is going to bring for you. I hope it's wonderful. I hope it's growth. I hope you learn something. And I hope that you keep checking in with us and following along as we uh, learn and grow and giggle our way through the next year. Uh, before we fully sign off, I did want to give a quick shout out. We had a very lovely review. We've had several reviews left on iTunes, but uh, I did read one from listener Runis Kaihuner, who left a very cute and lovely uh, little uh, blurb about us on iTunes as a review. And it warmed my heart. It made me smile. So Runis Kaihuner, thank you so much. If you're listening, love that you left a review. Love that you said something nice. Um, if you are listening and haven't shared a review and feel so inclined, that would be awesome. We read them. We will respond. We love hearing from all of you. It makes our day. I hope it makes yours. In the meantime, in between times, our next episode is going to be our very first Femisode. Until then, no pervs, no Nazis. Happy New Year, witches.